Welcome to Two Cents Worth. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to Two Cents Worth. Today, we are talking about a very important topic. As you may all be aware, if, you, if you're not, I'm sorry to break the news to you, but it has been announced by our Premier that as of next Monday, Term 2 for school uh, schoolgoers, we will actually be keeping our kids at home for the first week of Term 2. So at the moment, I think a lot of us are in shock. A lot of us might be in denial. A lot of us might be thinking, we're good, we got this, we're, we're okay, it's going to be fun. Uh, but today is all about parents. It's all about the tools that we're going to need, the services that are in our amazing region and the expertise that is at hand. We are going to talk about new parents. We're going to talk about homeschooling parents. We're going to talk about being creative. We're going to talk about all those things and making sure that you parents are in the best possible place to get through this season ahead and thrive. Um, now, we have quite the panel today. I'm a bit excited and uh, maybe a little overwhelmed. So we're going to start by, I'm going to do a bit of a round and introduce everybody. And as we go, we're going to start just getting those, those tips, getting those words of wisdom that will really help us out. I am definitely going to begin with the lovely Bianca Rasquala today. Bianca, thank you. For, well, thank you all for being here. Um, Bianca, you, you, actually, you actually work, you teach homeschooling and work for distance education. Mm-hmm. Yes. What do we need to know? What tips have you got for us today? Oh, I think the first thing to remember really is that this is really not homeschooling. It's not your typical homeschool setting. So, you know, if you were really homeschooling, you would have researched, you would have found the programs and the curriculums that really suit your family, your children's needs. And um, this is really a crisis schooling or isolation schooling, if you like. So, there's a real, there's a really different sort of twist to this. We're all kind of going into it blind. It's the blind leading the blind. None of us have really done this before. Yeah. Um, so it's going to be new to everybody, including the teachers, the students, even homeschool families. This is very new to them as well. Yes, and it's a different environment in that even homeschool families usually uh, are able to connect with other homeschooling families. It's a we're very able social, to get out. Yes. yes, we're able to get out to the park. We're able to go out to different events that are teaching kids and at the moment, that is all on hold. So it is a different circumstance for every single one of us. Yes. So we will be we'll be jumping back. Um, I'd also love to introduce today. I might go straight to where. It, oh, she's not here. Sue, where have you gone? We'll come back to Sue in a moment. But um, we've got uh, also well Sally Andrew, Sally Andrew from Radiance Dance Academy, and I love. I really wanted Sally here because she runs an incredible dance school here in Toowoomba and her classes are now online. So, of course, um, with things like our soccer is on hold, gyms on hold, swimming's out of the question, we are going to need to be able to break up our days with our children with different activities. So, Sally, tell us a bit about how you've had to change. What what what, what does it all look like for Radiance at the moment? So we're still in our um, pivot moment and we're working it all out. But what we've been offering so far is our classes online in a pre-filmed setting. Mm -hmm. So we just send them out to the kids and they do them via YouTube or the adults. We have a huge adult following as well. 
But term two is going to look slightly different. We're also going to be incorporating um, interactive classes so that we don't get too isolated from our dance community. So we're going to be doing the pre-filmed classes with lots of content because I think that's really important. Um, But we're also going to be adding in the classes where we can interact with our friends, um, get tips, um, what things we need to be doing better and just check in, make sure we're all on the same page. We need to keep moving at this time. It's really important. Absolutely it is. And for those families who have um, either themselves, so when you talk about adults classes, what do you offer there? Because there'll be parents who are like, oh, give me something. Yeah, so we've got a bit of everything. We have a big over 55s following, so they do um, ballet and tap, and that's very popular. That's been a really big um, boom area for us. But we also have adult jazz, um, adult ballet and adult tap for just anyone. Lots of mums do that class, those classes. Lots of kids and mums do them together. Jazzy and I did them yesterday. We did jazz together, me and her, so that was really fun. That's really important, and that's a beautiful memory for for families to have to experience something like that together as well. Um, Now, when it comes to kids, what if they haven't signed up from the beginning of the year? Can we still sign up now? Absolutely. Um, It's never too late to join dancing, especially now. So we've been offering lots of promotions just to keep people moving, to keep people together, to keep our community together. Um, So the, the promotion we've got going this week is to sign up for Term 2 with no registration or insurance fees. Um, And we've also discounted all fees 20%. So we're down at 80% because we don't have the same um, admin that we need at the moment. So we can offer them slightly cheaper to keep everybody moving. That's great. That's fantastic to know. So we'll be putting all of the links of today's um, uh, guests, all of their businesses, all of their projects, we'll be putting them all in there so you'll be able to follow them on social media and see what's happening there. Um, what I'd love to do now is just let's let's just turn, turn to our um, Sue and Sue Ellen and, hang on, is Claire, Claire here as well? We're, oh, here we are. We have got these lovely ladies. I'm just going to unmute you, Claire. Welcome, ladies. Thank you for being here and... We want to chat a little bit about now our new mums, new mums who are at home and isolated with 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 baby or with other toddlers and baby, um, and certainly those who are brand new to being mum, first time mums who might be feeling really isolated at the, at the moment. It's it's something that we shouldn't underestimate that they can be really struggling there. Sue, can I start with you? You actually have Redgate Bowen Breastfeeding Clinic, and a lot of people at the moment feeling isolated won't know that there is still support available. Tell us a bit about what you do. Yes, so like a lot of businesses, um, I've had to pivot big time and go from face-to-face consults and I'm now doing uh, Zoom on lactation consults, which sounds a little bit um, different for people, but I've actually had some 17-odd years of supporting rural and remote women um, online, so that's really quite helpful right now. And it's amazing what we can achieve um, together over the phone and quite often get dads to partner with the, with the video camera as well. So mm-hmm. dads are so important in this. Absolutely. Um, one of the other things that I'm also doing is I'm doing an online breastfeeding cafe that's launching next week so people can find more information about that on um, Facebook. But it's just I think it's just a great way for mums to sort of stay connected with their tribe um, and also to to, I guess, share experiences and, and even bring along their partner or their grandma um, yes. because they are the 
in team. They really do support mums um, a lot to help at work. Mm. And it can be a time where um, people can feel a little bit, um, yeah, it can be really overwhelming as a new mum. I know that I've, I've had mm. six children and I know my first was such a shock to the system and you don't know if you're doing it right. So just to have that that affirmation and to have that confidence that you're on the right track, it's really good that, that new parents know that is out there for them. So tell us a bit more. When you say a, a, a cafe, how does that work? What, what will they be gaining from joining in on that? Well, primarily it's just a chance to um, connect with other mums, mums that they know, their friends or ones that they haven't met. So it would be just like meeting at a cafe or a parent group, but it will be a chance for them just to connect and I'll be present facilitating. So if they've got any little questions about breastfeeding, I'm more than happy to answer those. So it's a free event, but um, more than happy to sort of support women in, in that way as, as my contribution to what's happening for them. That's and just really ease good. that stress. Yeah. Yeah, so many really parents important. have got a lot of things going on at the moment um, mm. in terms of, you know, financial stresses and partner, you know, job and new baby. And it's just not what you imagined as when you fell pregnant mm. and had your baby. So we want to make it as normal as we can. Yeah, absolutely. I love that. And I think it's really important that that, um, <coughs> that new mums know they'll get through this and that it's... Um, yeah, they are in a really unusual situation. So that connection is very, very important at this time. We want to encourage that in our region. Um, now, Claire, tell us a bit about what you do. You've got After the Bump, am I right? Yep, that's correct. <laughs> what is After the Bump? So After the Bump is like a private child health nurse, basically. So parenting support from um, prenatal right through to generally school age Um but can be a bit later than that. Um, so support with all things kids, so mm-hmm. sleep, introducing solids, feeding, um, behaviour, toilet training, everything, all those, you know, common parenting concerns that you um, might go to the pharmacy to talk to someone about or the GP. Um, but, yeah, that's, that's what I do. And that's important too because at the moment when we when we do feel like, you know, usually we would get in our tribes, we'd catch up with our girlfriends, we'd catch up with our family, our mums, our aunts and say, what do you do? Give me the advice. And although we can do that, to know there is also that support available I think is really important for some of those practical things. Yeah. So I um, was obviously doing home visits. That was mm-hmm. my main, um, main way of seeing people. Um, but, yeah, we're now... Um, well and truly up and running, doing telehealth, Zoom, Skype, whatever people need, um, and it's going well, so that's awesome. Um, but we've also got Little Bumpkins, which was due to launch just before this happened. Um, we were going to be a, a playgroup-type situation at a cafe, um, but with all of this we've gone online, so... That's um, every Friday between 9.30 and 10.30. So at the moment it's just a place to pop in and have a chat. Um, Like Sue was saying, interact with other um, mums. Um, And hopefully as this progresses, if we're still here doing this in months, months' time, we'll start to get some guest speakers to come along and talk about topics. So, um you can gather some of that information. Mm. 
What'll be exciting too is as all of these little tribes emerge on Zoom and over our Facebook connections, how good will it be when we actually are face-to-face partying? (laughs) It'll be so good. Um, Now, I shouldn't have actually said before um, with um, not in with the with the younger group, but I started to get to Sue Ellen because she is from Blue Lilac and we are talking about home organisation. Sue Ellen, I need you in my life. (laughs) Yes, you are. Tell us. Now, I mean, at the moment for parents, we've got kids who are socialising. They need to be active. They need to do schooling. They need to still get along with their siblings. They need to respect that mum and dad might be working. We've got all of these factors what are some of your tips at the moment? If we're about to go into term two, what could we be doing to prepare our households in terms of organisation? Yeah, well, pressure. <laughs> so basically what we did knowing, well, last week we started our first, no, sorry, last, the last week of term one, we started our first time strolling week. And I <clears throat> felt it was very important that the children were involved in what we were going to do throughout the week so I sat down with both my children they are six and almost eight and asked them what they normally would be doing in the morning at school on a you know what they enjoy what they don't enjoy because I think it's like that while it's important to know what they like and they really enjoy it's also important to get them doing things that they don't like because that way they're learning and they're I'm not a teacher by any means, but just learning from my children, they learn when they're challenged, and we do too. So we put together a list of what they would like to do in a day, and then I had a few of my non-negotiables, which I have called non-negotiables just because they need adult input. Taking my notes here. Some of those, it's all up on my website as well. Yes. So for us, they really wanted us, like, they were so excited because they got to say, oh, no, well, when we first get to school, we do, you know, for example, devotions, then we do um, maths, and then we they had their structure all worked out. I said, okay, choose one or two things that we can do. And I know for me, my children are way more alert in the mornings, so we get all the, the mind work done. So, uh, for example, the first thing on our during-the-day uh, checklist is, and, again, this is not in concrete can be shuffled around learning a life skill so get them thinking about ways they way we can help them learn a life skill like put a load of washing on vacuuming uh, unloading the dishwasher even going out to the garden uh, the next one again in the morning is exercise the mind so we chose and this will change each week or each every few days however um, but 30 minutes of maths and then 30 minutes of English, something to be getting their mind back into school-based uh, curriculum. Then we have morning tea. Um, then after morning tea, they've got 30 minutes to do an educational game on the iPad because I don't know about you, but the kids get so excited about, oh, money we, you know, did, um, we used the computer today, we used this today, and it seemed like it was, oh, are you doing any work on an actual pen paper? <laughs> So they love the technology and the screen time, but I do try and limit that. So they're just a few ideas, but there are more on my website. That's exciting. I will be there right after this live. <laughs> I think too at the moment, do you think, Soylen, that um, setting up home to be really orderly and, you know, uncluttered is going to be very vital at the moment, isn't it? 
Yeah, but also don't be hard on yourself. Like you are now, you, it's a hard time and you're not going to have a tidy time at home. And it will, if you're normally an organised person, there are going to be times where it just looks like a bomb has hit it. Mm. So just be kind to yourself mm. and realise, you know, even if you get those, choose two places that you think, okay, once I get these tidy at the end of the day, that's, you know, I can go back and relax. Yeah. Um, but don't be hard on yourself. That's the, the biggest thing. And get the kids involved as much as you can. Yeah. I, I love this. I think um, I, I'd love to throw over for a moment because after we, we get through everybody, I, I'm really looking forward to just the chats we can have. Um, Belinda Bray and Jenny Skinner, both are artists and both educators and both parents. And so these ladies, I'm really excited to share, have got um, a challenge at the moment they're calling 50 Days of Creativity. And uh, I came across this on social media and one of them here today because they're their, I guess their words that they put with their posts are always very thoughtful and inspiring. Their work is beautiful to have a look at. But I wanted to pick your brains, ladies. Why 50 Days of Creativity? What inspired this and how is it impacting your households? How is it? Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Who's going to go, Jenny? You're me. You can go. You can go first. <laughs> um, there's something called the 100 Days, 100 Day Challenge, which is about finding a project and doing it for 100 days. And Jenny and I had talked about doing that this year because um, we love to talk arty things. And we have very fortunately been sat beside each other at work. So there's lots of art scheming that goes on. Yeah. Um, but when all this COVID stuff came up, we really wanted to reach our community and we really wanted to encourage people to be creative and to get their minds off the other stuff that was happening. So I think that you can add more, Jenny. (laughs) Well, we didn't want to call it a challenge either because we thought life was a challenge at the moment. So it was just 50 days of creativity in 220 and you know, for me, I, I often will hashtag Art Heals because through my lifetime, mm-hmm. actually spending some creativity or spending some time on a creative project has been, you know, invaluable. It's what's mm-hmm. kept me sane. And just listening to um, the other mums talk and the support that's there, it started when my children were really small. And, you know, as a mum, you can feel like, you're at home and everything you do is undone. You know, you cook a meal and then you've got a mess or you clean the floor and then it's a mess and you change a nappy and then you've got to do it again. And there's never anything really concrete to show at the end of the day. So with having four children myself, right when the first one was born, I had a tiny little box that had a pair of nail clippers instead of scissors in it and um, a few pins and a few bits and pieces and occasionally I would do some cross stitch or I would make teddy bears was my biggest thing mm-hmm. and at the end of the day when my husband came home I could show him like six crosses <laughs> or I could show him a teddy bear arm or a leg or and for me creativity was a way of anchoring me of letting me get out of that sense of what I do is futile or or what I do is mindless. Um, 
And as the children grew older, they got excited about what was in my box and, you know, they would start to learn to um, participate and join in in what I was doing. And having something little enabled me to take it outside to the sand pit or while they were watching play school, I could sit with it on my lap and it was safe and secure. And with this COVID going on and, and families at home, it's like find your little niche, find your little bit of creativity, find some time for yourself or maybe something you can share with your children. And um, if you feel confident enough, post it on Instagram and, and show other people what you're doing. And it, it doesn't have to be painting or sewing. It can be in the garden. It can be photography. Um, it might be cooking meals. That would never be me, but, <laughs> you know, it could be someone else. <laughs> um, yeah, we just wanted people to, you know, feel excited about the fact that, you know, there's a little bit of creativity in all of us. And if we share it, we make the world go round in a happier way. I love that. I love that. I remember hearing of an artist once who she had her easel in her living area. She had six children and she said even when she was going about the day, she could still look at that project and be thinking yeah. about how that would be evolving. And I think mm. what's lovely about this season is that while people are forced to stop and pivot, people are going to get into new lanes. People are going to discover things about themselves they never knew and that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah. So I love that and I think it would be even if you don't have, you know, for me, I was sharing before we went live, everybody, that yesterday I got stuck on a colouring sheet. And, of course, as a mother, you know, when the kids sit down and they're like, can I colour with you, Mum? And you're like, no, no, you can't <laughs> get your own sheet. Because that um, really did, um, that that really, I, I relate to that in that everything is undone as a parent so often. Mm. To see something yeah. complete is, um, yeah, that's, I like that. That was really good. <laughs> so what I'll do now is I'll move on to our two in Toowoomba ladies. I'm very glad you are here. We've got, we've got Jeanette and Danielle who have um, really a mum hub, I guess you would call it, wouldn't you, ladies? Mm, yeah, <laughs> I think so. I, I know that the bits that I've seen from social media are, are usually very fun. You're sharing different parts of your world and encouraging mums to, to enjoy being mums. And, um, tell, yeah, tell us a bit about what how that came about to in Toowoomba. Jeanette can go first. <laughs> I'll go first. Okay, sure. Um, hi, everyone. I'm Jeanette. Um, how did Toowoomba come about? Oh, motherhood, I suppose. We were both sort of in the trenches trying to find our way um, and had lots of stories and stuff to share um, and just really wanting to connect, I suppose, with other mums to bring us all together. Um, and then one day we were talking about a blog and I said, well, what if we, you know, we said, well, what if we do it together? And then it just... It all came from there. We complement each other in lots of ways, but we're also very different in lots of ways. So, yeah, I suppose that's how it came about. Any other to add to that? <laughs> um, I mean, you pretty much covered it. We've sort of, um, it just was a really great um, outlet for us, you know, being stay-at-home mums. And um, Jeanette's very creative and I'm very business savvy, so sort of thought we'd combine it to form, yeah, two and Toowoomba. I have to say right now, I'm not waiting a moment longer to let any mums out there know 
about what they, these ladies are calling Fancy Friday. So I came across this last Friday night. These ladies were glammed up. They were looking gorgeous. They had their red lippy on. There were flashing lights in the background. I'm like, what's going on here? Ladies, tell me about Fancy Friday. So I literally had a, so I can't say that this was my idea because it was not, I heard um, something on Facebook or read an article and a woman was calling instead of casual Fridays, which you used to have at the workplace, um, they would do a dress up, like fancy Friday. Right where mum needs to talk. Yeah. <laughs> when I need to talk. Um, anyway, yeah, so I saw this idea and I just thought to myself, I am already two weeks in and I am like so sick of just either wearing active wear or not even putting makeup on, doing my hair, anything like that. And it does... You know, for someone who, like myself, I do like to dress up and I do like to. Um, I wanted the opportunity to do that because it makes me feel better about myself. It gives me a little bit of a pep in my step. Um, and I, on the literally the Friday, I called Jeanette up and I said, "Hey, I've got this idea. Look, there's no notice. There's no planning. Let's go and dress up and do a lot." And I'll let Jeanette take over. Yeah, yeah, so um, yeah, so that's that's the whole idea is that we go live on um, Instagram, and then we'll sort of first chat to each other because we're used to seeing each other a few times a week at least. Um, so we get to have a bit of a catch up, and then all our friends jump on, and we have a bit of a chat, um, touch base with other people, see how they're going, and then. So that was the first night, wasn't it, Danielle? The first night we just sort of winged it. <laughs> just tested the waters to see the reaction if people were on board or thought we were going crazy. Um, but it was so, so well received. Um, we had so much feedback, loving it, and hoping we'd do it again. So we did. Fun. And so I noticed the other night when I stumbled across it, you had different guests and what these ladies are doing, they'd jump on and they'd do a bit of an interview with, with somebody in Toowoomba and then they'd say, all right, we'll be back in a moment and then they'd go and fill up their glass and then come back. So a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So I cannot believe how time is, is going. If you are all happy to just linger for a little bit longer, I would love to um, just open up the floor as it were. Uh, does anybody have any thoughts they'd love to add as we've been chatting like things that maybe maybe popped back into your mind um, that you'd love to share with our audience today? So Sue Ellen here from Blue Lilac. I have just started, actually it was uh, about a month ago, but I'm just now because of COVID it's been delayed and um, procrastination has hit, has hit me. <laughs> but I have wanted for a while to start up a group called Creating an Organised Home. I've created the group. I've got two people in it <laughs> and I've done the introduction video then I, I'm stuck so I was wondering if it would help mothers and and people just at home uh, we're going to be starting by getting the foundations right to creating an organized home which I'm going to post this afternoon which will be grab a plastic bag go through each room of your house and just collect rubbish rubbish Love it. don't think about anything else then we'll go on to maybe recycle then just whatever you see around your home that you want to donate just put in a um 
container and put it on the front seat of your car because it will get to the donation centre rather than in the garage. But just a way of, you know, you don't have to go through every step, but it's just it's easier if you do follow along. But just jump in whenever you can and, and follow the steps. And one room at a time, One my motto is one shelf, one cupboard, one room. Yeah, love that. Oh, my husband's just walked in here, so I might just mention here. Hi, Adam. Hi. Thanks for joining us. Mm-hmm. My two cents worth today is Adam and I, being parents of six, we've got a we've got a page we started a while back as I was learning a bit about social media called Tribe Life Eight, and so come over here. Just just come in the shop for a minute. So what we decided yesterday, we had a pretty honest conversation with with, with um, some friends and family and we have been inundated with messages. It's been really beautiful, actually, people just saying, thank you. You know, I, I feel like I'm the only person who's actually worried about the season ahead. So tomorrow night we're doing a, um, a brainstorming session on a Zoom call. I'm putting all the links in Tribe Life 8. And the idea there is that we'll keep it nice and brief. We're going to talk about recognising that this is a big deal. We're going to consider the potential problems. We're going to brainstorm some solutions we're going to have fun and on tribe life eight we're hoping that over the next few weeks at least and or month ahead or month and a bit he's, he, he's still in um, i don't know he's still in denial like I, i've gone past the anger i'm ready to accept it and get on with it but um uh, yeah it's going to be a place where we can really encourage and um it just be i guess pretty upfront and real so people don't feel alone at this time so i just thought of that then when you walked in i'm like yeah i should mention that tribe life eight um and then, of course, the, the ladies here, they've got their Fancy Friday for, at um, 2 in Toowoomba and we've got 50 Days of Creativity. Now, ladies, where can we – we've got a 1,000 pieces of paper with yep. Belinda Bray. And, look, I'm going to put all the links up because Jenny Skinner, you've got to check out Jenny's work as well. Both of these ladies are insanely talented. Um Anybody else? Any other thoughts before we wrap up today? I can't believe that's just gone. I only just introduced you. Ah. I'd, I'd just love to just give mums three tips, um, breastfeeding mums three tips just to support them along. Um, stress doesn't stop your milk supply. So I think that's really important to understand that um, decreased feeding stops, um, limits your milk supply because it's a supply and demand situation. But also if you're stressed, that inhibits your letdown. So your milk release, your, if the milk's there, um, and your baby feeds and you're relaxed, then that will come to your baby. But if you're stressed, that often slows down. So doing things like playing some music, taking some deep breaths, um, getting support from around, asking for help. Um, the second thing I'd like to say is that most breastfeeding problems have, are easily solved, any issues are easily solved, and they've got solutions with caring support and the right information. Um, and the last one, which I really love, um, and I think it's really relevant right now to COVID, is that because breastfeeding works on supply and demand um, scenario, your baby's food supply is always available. You don't have to go out to the shops. Um, you know, his, their food security is, and which is a big issue across the world. So um, babies have got food security if they're breastfed. Um, so yeah, and there is help out there. Great tips, great points. And now Jody and Shane, sorry we've the time's sort of ticking by, but could could you guys fill us in on yesterday's talking to Wumba episode? Because people can still uh, and what's coming up next week? Over to you, Jody. She's muted. Hang on, hang on. Let me unmute you, Jody. No, you have to. Here we go. I'm, I'm unmuted. 
So we've got the three guests that we had yesterday. They're here sitting with us. So uh, Claire and Sue and Sue Allen, they're all, they're all on this week's episode. So feel free to jump on Talking to Woomba, have a listen to them all. They've got some great tips. But also share them with people that you know need some help. That way, obviously, they get a little bit of downtime. They can listen to a podcast while they're just chilling out. But also, they get to hear some good stuff from Toowoomba businesses, and that's that's what we're about. So, and as far as next week, I think tomorrow and I we need to put our heads together. But I think we're going to focus on social media. We're going to dive in there and everybody, that's the only way people are really communicating at the moment. So perhaps some tips for everybody on what what you can do and how you can do it because we all know it's a vacuum of nothingness that you can spend hours (laughs) doing absolutely nothing or you can spend an hour trying to do some decent stuff. So. Yeah, that, yeah, I think that's what we'll do. We've definitely got a few people lined up that I've chatted with who are going to be able to give us tips for business owners. We'll also be able to share some great ideas on how we can stay connected socially um, but effectively. I think that's really important that it's not just flippant or we waste that time, that we know who we're following, where we're getting that information from and, um, and that we make it work for us, that it can be an asset at this time. And hopefully this is an asset as well, Shane. I just wanted to add to what Jody said. First of all, thanks to Sue Ellen, Claire and Sue for coming on the podcast for this week. I'd also like to put out there for the rest of you, Jenny, Sally, Bianca, Danielle and Jeanette, feel free to get in contact with us at uh, Talking to Woomba through SJA Media. We would love to have you on the podcast as well and we would love to sort of get out there what you're doing uh, in the community because it is it is something that we all need to know about. It's the sort of thing that can just help you on a day when you're just trying to work out what to do next. Um, and so, you just yeah, need to colour in. You just need to colour <laughs> in. This is a masterpiece. I'm framing that one. It's beautiful. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, please do get in contact with us. We'd love to mm-hmm. share what you're doing on the podcast as well because that's what the podcast is about. It, it's a community-focused faced uh, podcast to enlighten people about anything and everything. We're not doing the festivals and events at the moment because there aren't any, but you're all great people and you've got great uh, situations and ideas that can help the community. So we'd love to have you on the podcast. Fantastic. Well, thank you all for your time. What we're going to do is uh, we'll we'll wrap up. I'm going to put all the links in there. And uh, if anyone has any questions, put them in the comments. We'll all keep an eye on it and we're happy to reach out to you. And in the meantime, go and show these beautiful Toowoomba businesses and people some love. Follow them, like them, engage with them, find out what they have to offer because it's um, it's a time we want to rally together. So thank you all for your time. I wish it could be longer, but um, I wish you all very much the best. Keep in touch and maybe see you here again. Mm-hmm. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Thanks, Bye. everyone. Bye. Bye. To have your two cents worth, Join us next week. See you then.